It's been said that the person who doesn't read has no advantage over the person who cannot read. This has become more and more prevalent to me as I collect years in the fire service. If you've followed me for any amount of time, then you know how much I love reading books. I'm constantly referencing them, and I've got a list of some of my most influential reads on the Ignited website. I'm continually on the prowl for my next good book. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the ways that reading improves us as individuals as well as a profession as a whole. always loved reading books. One of the things that I attribute this to is that my mom would always read to me before bedtime when I was little. And not only that, she'd read to me all through junior high and even high school if I had a letter. By doing that, I understood the knowledge and adventure that awaited amongst the pages of a book. I started out reading a lot of fiction, things like comic books and sci-fi. Eventually, the more elegant quote, graphic novel became more of a thing, and I became immersed in the worlds created by people who brought their talents of line work, color work, and narrative together to formulate some of the greatest stories that I've ever read. Side note, one of my most favorite graphic novels is Why the Last Man. It's about the last male on earth. Why is in the Y chromosome. Uh, all others, all other people have died out, or all other men, I should say, have died out, and it left this one guy in a world of double X's. It's an incredible study on post-societal structure and how shifts in power happen when true disruption takes place. I highly recommend it if any of you out there are into graphic novels. Uh, anyway, the point is, I love reading anything and everything. Now, I've been on the job since 2005, and since then, I've read hundreds of books. A great portion of those books have been textbooks, like when I got my paramedic cert or when I would uh, go through promotional attempts, even side certifications like personal trainer and nutrition coach. I know a lot of you know the pain that can come along with all that. However, I'm of the mindset that if it's really that much of a pain to read, is it something you should be pursuing? For example, when I was going through paramedic school, I wasn't dragged down by all the reading I had to do because I was excited to level up. I was at a point as a BLS provider where I was actively anticipating the paramedic's next move and would start to ask a lot of questions. Questions like, why are you using that medication and what does it do? It was at that point that I realized it's time for me to level up. So I went to paramedic school and soaked up all that I could. But the idea of gaining knowledge isn't just limited to textbooks. 
there's an incredible amount of knowledge and insight to be gained by reading novels, biographies, historical and science fiction, even fantasy books. Believe it or not, there's a lot to be learned from Harry Potter. <laughs> the perspectives and input of specific knowledge that the author has is like recruiting someone else to do all the research for you and then having them sprinkle in a beautiful narrative that not only appeals to your intellectual senses, but your emotional senses as well. Reading books benefits both your physical and mental health, and those benefits can last a lifetime. For me, they began in early childhood, and maybe you currently don't, quote, like to read or you scrunch your face up at the thought of reading a book, but in this day and age where you can literally have Matthew McConaughey read you his autobiography through an Audible app, what's the excuse not to partake of the ancient practice, right? Again, the person who doesn't read has no advantage over the person who cannot read. Why would you consciously limit yourself like that? I could sit here and tell you all the reasons why I personally enjoy reading and try to convince you of all the benefits that I feel are important personally, but instead, I'm going to give you some scientifically backed reasons as to why you should visit your local bookstore and pick up something this weekend. Books can change your brain and your body for the better, and here's how. Reading strengthens your brain. A growing body of research indicates that reading literally changes your mind. Using MRI scans, researchers have confirmed that reading involves a complex network of circuits and signals in the brain. As your reading ability matures, those networks also get stronger and more sophisticated. In one study I read, conducted back in 2013, researchers used functional MRI scans to measure the effect of reading a novel has on the brain. Study participants read the novel Pompeii. I don't know if any of you have read that book. It's really big. Um, but actually, learning about this study has me interested, and I actually added it to my list. So anyway, they read the book Pompeii over a period of nine days. And as tension built in the story, more and more areas of the brain lit up with activity. Brain scans showed that throughout the reading period and for days afterward, for days afterward, brain connectivity increased, especially in the somatosensory cortex, which is the part of the brain that responds to physical sensations like movement and pain. Reading strengthens your brain, guys. Reading also increases your ability to empathize. And that's kind of a big deal when it comes to serving people in your community, right? Uh, but speaking of sensing pain, research has shown that people who read literary fiction or stories that explore the inner lives of characters show a heightened ability to understand the feeling and beliefs of others. So reading fiction books, uh, reading novels, beach reads or whatever, that actually helps you and increases your ability to empathize. Researchers call this ability the quote theory of the mind. It's a set of skills essential for building, navigating and maintaining social relationships. While a single session of reading a work of fiction isn't likely to spark this feeling, research shows that long-term fiction readers do tend to have a better developed theory of mind and how people should be treated. Reading also builds your vocabulary. Did a lot of deep diving on this one, guys. Uh, a lot of research here. 
Reading researchers as far back as the 1960s have discussed what's known as the Matthew effect, which is a term that refers to the biblical verse Matthew 13:12, for whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. And this sums up the idea that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, right? A concept that applies as much to vocabulary as it does to money. Researchers have found that students who read books regularly beginning at a young age gradually develop large vocabularies. And vocabulary size can influence many areas of your life, from scores on standardized tests to college admissions and job opportunities. A 2019 poll conducted by an agency called Cengage showed that 69% of employers are looking to hire people with what they call soft skills, like the ability to communicate effectively. Reading books is the best way to increase your exposure to new words learned in context. Reading also helps prevent age-related cognitive decline. The National Institute on Aging recommends reading books and magazines as a way of keeping your mind engaged as you grow older. Although research hasn't proven conclusively that reading books prevents diseases like Alzheimer's, studies show that seniors who read and solve math problems every day maintain and improve their cognitive functioning. Maybe that's why you see them doing a bunch of word games or Sudoku, right? And the earlier you start, the better. A 2013 study conducted by Rush University Medical Center found that people who engaged in mentally stimulating activities all their lives were less likely to develop the plaques, lesions, and tau protein tangles found in the brain of people with dementia. How interesting is that? Reading also reduces stress. In 2019, a group of researchers measured the effects of yoga, humor, and reading on the stress levels of students in demanding health science programs in the U.S. The study found that 30 minutes of reading lowered your blood pressure, your heart rate, and feelings of psychological distress just as effectively as yoga and humor did. So I guess it's like pick your poison. <laughs> you can read, you can go do yoga, or you can watch a comedy show. Why not just combine all of it, right? Anyway, the authors concluded, since time constraints are one of the most frequently cited reasons for high stress levels reported by health science students, 30 minutes of one of these techniques can be easily incorporated into their schedule without diverting a large amount of time from their studies. Think about how this relates to your time on duty at the firehouse. Reading also prepares you for a good night's rest. Doctors at the Mayo Clinic suggest reading as a part of a regular sleep routine. For best results, you may want to choose a print book rather than reading on a screen since the light emitted by your device could keep you awake and lead to other unwanted health concerns. There are a lot of studies out there about blue light and red light and how they affect your brain activity. And you've probably been made aware of this uh, through the day-night setting on your phone. It, it does it automatically, I believe. But um, you can actually set the screen to change its hue based on the time of day. So let's say you get a call in the middle of the night, right? And you're looking at your phone on the way to the call or, or coming back from a call. Um, your phone takes on a different hue unless you've forced it to take that bright blue. But if you expose your eyes to that bright blue right in the middle of the night, you're going to have more of a hard time 
getting back to sleep. That's not to mention the the 911 issue that you just dealt with. But anyway, that sleep issue is a whole other topic, and I've got a whole other episode on that, so go back and listen. But when it comes to reading, uh, in order to help fall asleep, doctors also recommended that you read somewhere other than your bedroom if you have trouble falling asleep. And I'm not sure why that is exactly, maybe because you want to associate the place you sleep with exactly that, sleeping, and not associating it with being restless and being awake. Reading also helps alleviate depression. British philosopher Sir Roger Scruton once wrote, Consolation from imaginary things is not an imaginary consolation. People with depression often feel isolated and estranged from everyone else. And that's a feeling books can sometimes lessen or remove altogether. They create a sense of connection. And just because you aren't connecting with an individual within your vicinity, you're connecting with the author and you're tuning your frequency to that of all the other people in the world who have read that book. It sounds a bit woo-woo, but it's a real thing. Frequency is a huge thing I'm deep diving in on right now um, in my off time. It's, it's absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, It's the same way we connect through music or movies or any other form of art. Reading fiction can allow you to temporarily escape your own world and become swept up in the imagined experiences of the character. And nonfiction self-help books can teach you strategies that may help you manage symptoms. That's why the United Kingdom's National Health Service has begun Reading Well, a books-on-prescription program where medical experts actually prescribe self-help books curated by other medical experts specifically for certain conditions. And this kind of reminds me of the new trend that I've actually been able to be a part of in the fitness arena in that doctors can write a prescription for strength training. So literally a prescription for personal training, kind of like physical therapy, but with more of a focus on general strength training and not on a specific area of ailment or specific area of injury that you're trying to recoup. Anyway, pretty interesting, right? Reading may even help you live longer. Yay! A long-term health and retirement study followed a cohort of 3,600 adult participants for a period of 12 years, finding that those who read books survived around two years longer than those who either didn't read or who read magazines and other forms of media. The study also concluded that people who read more than three and a half hours every week were 23% likely to live longer than those who didn't read at all. So, what should you be reading? (laughs) The short answer is, whatever you can get your hands on. And in today's day and age, it's preposterous to have excuses not to read books. People used to travel for miles and miles and even years to get their hands on a book. While we can download any book we want to our phones in an instant. And not only that, we can have our phones read the book to us. There's literally no excuse for this. If you're pressed for time, devote a few minutes a day to a blog on a niche topic, maybe. If you're looking for an escape, fantasy or historical fiction can transport you out of your own surroundings and into another world altogether. And for those of you out there who may be rolling your eyes at this statement, I can speak to a direct experience I had reading a book where I was later able to visit the exact locations the author wrote about. I was reading Origin by Dan Brown, author of The Da Vinci Code. You guys may know that book. 
in which he paints a narrative of adventure and mystery and murder and all that great stuff, art history sprinkled in there, through the Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao, Spain. And from there, he takes you on a trip all over Spain, describes in great detail the sights, the sounds, the smells, the tastes. And I've got to tell you, it was described perfectly. I was later able to visit the Guggenheim in Bilbao, Spain, and, and take this book on my trip to Spain and go to the places that he talked about. And it was like I had already been there. It was amazing. It was amazing. Like I knew the wings of the museum. I knew the exhibits that were there. I was ready to kind of give my own mini tour guide because I was so immersed in the book and I had learned so much from reading it. If you're on a career fast track, maybe read nonfiction advice from someone who's already arrived. Consider it a mentorship you can pick up and put down when it suits your schedule. And you all know how I feel about mentorship. One thing to note, don't read solely on a device. Flip through print books as well. Studies have shown repeatedly that people who read print books score higher on comprehension tests and remember more of what they read than people who read the same material in digital form. Now, this may be in part uh, because people tend to read print more slowly than they read digital content, right? They try to burn through it. Not sure, but something is better than nothing. Personally, I enjoy holding a physical book and turning actual pages. I also make a lot of notes and underlines when I read books because it helps me dive into the material more and it reinforces what it is that I'm reading. One thing to think about as I finish this out is if you have children, start reading to them. Doctors at the Cleveland Clinic recommend that parents read with their children beginning as early as infancy and continuing through elementary school. I'd even say go through junior high. I loved it when my mom read to me when I was in junior high. We read amazing books like Jurassic Park, things that were incredibly mind-blowing and even based in real science. And some of you people out there are thinking, uh, I don't think Jurassic Park's based in real science. It actually is. Read the book. You'll learn a lot. Reading with your children builds warm and happy associations with books. It increases the likelihood that kids will find reading enjoyable in the future. And listing off all those benefits I did, why would you not set your kids up for that? Reading at home boosts school performance later on, and it also increases vocabulary, raises self-esteem, builds good communication skills, and it strengthens the prediction engine that is the human brain. And if it does all these things to your children, why do you think you're above any of it? <laughs> By not reading, you're only doing yourself a disservice. I mean, think of all the benefits that directly relate to our profession, all the things that I just listed, the categories, right? Improved brain connectivity, increased vocabulary and comprehension, improved ability to empathize with people. It helps with sleep readiness. It reduces stress, lowers blood pressure and heart rate, fights depression symptoms, prevents cognitive decline as you age, and it contributes to a longer life so you can actually enjoy your retirement. Why would you not take advantage of all those things? I recently heard a company officer say, I'd rather get my ass kicked than read a book. And I was immediately reminded of the idea that a person who doesn't read has no advantage over a person who cannot read. Do yourself and the people around you a favor. Pick up a book and read it. Everyone will be better off for it. What are some of the books you've read? What are some of your favorite books? 
share it with those of us in the group by clicking the link in the show notes or visit facebook.com slash groups slash ignited firefighter podcast community. Also, you may not be aware, but I run an Ignited Readers Book Club on Facebook. So do a quick search or click the link in the show notes and join the conversation. We're finishing up a book right now called Switch. I actually just finished it yesterday. It's called Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard by Dan and Chip Heath. I post questions based on the reading and I'm eager to engage with you and get your thoughts and perspectives. There's no deadline to read the book, so there's no pressure, but we do steadily progress through each reading selection. And I'm not sure right now what the next group read will be, but if you want to be informed and be in the know, join the group. Connect with me, guys. Connect with other firefighters from all over the world. Gain some perspective and get some support by brothers and sisters who actually care about building up the brotherhood that the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Engage with me and the rest of us in the group, guys. This is a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with some strategies so you can stand firm in your principles. Also, if you want to take a look at the products and merchandise that I'm currently offering on the website, go to www.ignitedff.com. I've got some cool shirts and hats if you want to represent. I've also got some beautiful challenge coins with the Ignited core values on there. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.